from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, and we are on SiriusXM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for Executives program right here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. And I am here with the dream team, Michelle and Danielle, who is standing in for Dion. Oh, uh, you know we're going to come to you with the uh, pre-break quiz there, Danielle, so so you better get ready. I'm uh, ready. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So it's April. Holy cow. How did that happen? Um, but for so many people, this is a time of like spring cleaning. And so maybe you're thinking about, oh, got to get to that garage or my closets or maybe in the back of the refrigerator where that expired mayonnaise is and clean that stuff out. Today, it's all about cleaning out your career. So your resume or getting your brand on track or have you looked at your social media profile in a while? Everything and anything you wanted to think about regarding spring cleaning your career is what we're going to talk about today. So if you have a question or if you have a tip, we would love to hear from you. So it's Thursday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. We are live, 844-WARDEN. That's 844-942-7866. Michelle is here and ready to take your calls even on this very rainy day in Philadelphia, 844-942-7866. And to help us talk about spring cleaning your career, we are welcoming back Jenny Foss, a.k.a. Job Jenny. Jenny is a career strategist, recruiter, and resume writer who helps people thrive in their careers and survive the job search. Jenny is a regular contributor to Forbes.com, USA Today, and U.S. News and World Report, and her website, JobJenny.com, was named among Forbes' top 75 websites for your career. Welcome back to Career Talk, Jenny. Thank you so much, and happy to report we've got a rainy, rainy day here in Portland as well, so joining you in rain spirit. Yes, well, you know, that's that's a whole part of spring, cleaning out, you know, renew, refresh. So I, I love this topic because it is April, and um, I have to ask you, though, like, I feel like there's, like, two kinds of personalities when it comes to, like, cleaning. I feel like you've got the, the hoarders and the purgers. So, you know, the oh, hoarders sure. are the ones you go through, like, oh, I can't get rid of that. Oh, I might I might need that, that gas receipt that I had from three years ago for something. <laughs> you just know. never know, you know. Um and like, I got to keep that. I got to keep that. And then you've got the purgers who like, you know, they're throwing out stuff. They probably, oh, well, I don't need my driver's license. I'm just going to get rid of that. You know, I mean, I can live without that for a while. I mean, so you, like, I just love to throw away. Um, which side of that spectrum do you fall on, Jenny? Oh, I'm definitely a purger. Purger. In fact, I've sort of started embracing this minimalist. Don't get me wrong. I have three kids and all of them have piles of stuff. So in in my mind, I'm heading toward a minimalist lifestyle. So, yes, I am probably, and I just moved. So I am in that absolute purge, all systems go mode right now. But that that's absolutely my personality. Yeah, <laughs> I am I, not a hoarder. I, I am a purger as well. And I just moved. And honestly, I move every couple of years for the sheer fact of purging. I'm like, do I want to carry this to my next place? No. Trash. Definitely. So, <laughs> it keeps you lean and mean. <laughs> it feels so good. It feels so good. So, hey, hey, we're going to do a quick Twitter poll. And you can find this poll at Dr. Don Graham on Twitter. Are you 
a hoarder or a purger. We'll report the results later on the show. We're talking about spring cleaning. We're taking your calls all hour at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So when it comes to spring cleaning, are you a hoarder or a purger? Michelle, are you a hoarder or a purger? I was just telling the girls in here, I am a wannabe purger. <laughs> a wannabe. But, but, but a closet hoarder. <laughs> I am. And it's the future me that's the problem because she's the one that like may want stuff, but she doesn't know. But it's like what prevents me from getting rid of it. Okay. So have you ever had a situation where you're like, oh, I wish I didn't throw that out? Probably not. Yeah. I realize the logic in it. But I, I uh, and I have so much stuff that I still have. That I still haven't touched, you know, like I'll keep it for like five years too long. Mm-hmm. And then finally I'll be like, okay, I've outaged this. I'm never going to wear it again. <laughs> Except that you now have five more years worth of stuff. I know. So you're always five years behind. Okay, I so know. it's a so, problem. So the goal is to, you want to be a purger. You want to come over my house and yes. help me purge? <laughs> you, that might be a little scary for you. So I'm like, <laughs> really, Michelle, how many pairs of shoes do you need? One, one. You really need just one. I need that. I need you. <laughs> To this weekend, you're coming over. All right, over. all right. That's what I'm doing this weekend, folks. I Michelle's going to be crying next week. She's like, I have nothing. She threw out everything. Um, Danielle, what about you? Hoarder, purger? Which side do you fall in? Well, you were talking about the receipts, and I you didn't realize <laughs> it, but you were directly targeting me because I have so many unnecessary receipts just all over my room from, like, gas receipts and, like, restaurant receipts that I've signed, like double signed. It's crazy. So here's the thing about receipts. A little bit of a hoarder. Okay, so if it's from Nordstrom, like you could return something to Nordstrom pretty much anytime, like 20 years from now. So Michelle, when you're done, like, you know, you go in the back of your closet and you find that that dress from Nordstrom with the tags on, you can return it. Um, so that's a good receipt to hold on. Have you done that? You're laughing. Like you, <laughs> No, but I do have uh, several dresses from Nordstrom's with their tags still on it, so I could technically take them back. If you have the receipts. So that's oh, the, do you have to have them? No, I don't think in Nordstrom you probably don't. But but, but here's my Everywhere thing. else. Yeah, most places. Danielle, are you ever going to return your gas? No. No. You can't <laughs> return your gas. <laughs> You just can't. Let's hope not. I mean, ha- have you tried? Does it work? I mean, I need some extra uh, money. Take funny, a little so. gas, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll even it out next week. So anyway, hey, are you a hoarder or a purger? We're talking about spring cleaning. You want to fill out our Twitter poll at Dr. Don Graham? You can do that all hour, and we'll talk about the results later in the show. You have a question around spring cleaning or any question related to your job? You are in luck because we have Job Jenny. On the show, all hour, answering your questions. So if it's noon on Thursday, we are live, 844-WARDEN. That's 844-942-7866. So, um, Jenny, while I was putting together this topic, I, I started to brainstorm, like, what are all the areas of your life you can kind of spring clean around your career? And I like, I mean, I came up with pages and pages and pages, and I'm like, okay, we're, we have an hour show. <laughs> so so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you and say, you know, when, when this topic comes up, what is most useful for clients? Because we can certainly talk about resumes, we can talk about brand, network, social media, your desk, I mean... All these things, but like, what what comes to mind for you that clients like seem to get the most bang for their buck in terms of spring cleaning their career? Well, keeping in mind that a lot of the people that we work with are actual job seekers, so so I will answer from that perspective. Is so what happens in January is is a lot of people are like, this is the year, 2017 is going to be my year, the year I make a career move or job change. 
And, and if it doesn't happen pretty quickly by about now, which is where we're entering spring, a lot of people are just kind of, burp, you know, maybe next year. And so I would say the place to begin, if this is you and you're, you're really itching to make a career move, is, okay, we've gone three months into the year now. Sit down first and evaluate what happened over those first three months and where do, what was specifically do I think maybe I fell down or didn't pay enough attention to? A lot of times I would say it's probably your strategy. Like what are you doing in terms of your game plan that might need the old spring floof up? I like how you say that, that I haven't paid enough attention to my strategy. And here I'm thinking, I don't even have a strategy. Like, I'm even <laughs> way before that. Like, I mean, strategy. I, I need to get a strategy to, so I can pay attention to the strategy, Jenny. <laughs> so maybe it's make the strategy or fluff up, dust off the strategy. Because if, if you're very inspired to, to grow your career, to change your job, um, and so, so forth, you really got to have a plan. And if you have a plan and it's not working so far, it's probably time to sit down and revisit the plan. Um, and if you don't have a plan, absolutely construct one. And I like what you say. We're so busy. Yeah. We are so busy. We are busy. And I like what you say about, like, okay, we think, all right, 2017, January, we're all pumped. We got our New Year's resolutions. Oh, sure. They don't happen. And so by April, we're like, okay, it's it's halfway to next year. It might as well be 2018. I'll deal with it next year. But here's yeah. the thing. It's never too late. And we, as, a, as human beings, tend to do things around milestones. I mean, we know this about attrition in companies. You know, people tend to leave right after milestones. So five years, 10 years, or maybe right after a birthday milestone, like 40 or 50. And, you know, I mean, so we, we tend to make changes around these or the new year. And I think people need to, to, that's great, but you need to get out of that because what that does is it psychologically tricks you into saying, so I can't make changes other times. Like, well. Yeah, I goofed uh, it up. I got to wait now. So yeah. It comes around again. Yeah, you don't need to wait. It can be right now. So, hey, if you are one of those people who are saying, 2017's my year, I'm going to switch careers, or I want to be part of the gig economy, or I want to think about doing something different or even if you're saying you know what I am happy in my career and um, there's nothing I really want to do differently but I want to make sure that I am growing and getting opportunities or I would just want to be re-energized at work we want to hear from you at 844 Wharton that's 844-942-7866 if it's Thursday at noon we are taking our calls all hour and if you want to vote in our Twitter poll at Dr. Don Graham are you a hoarder or a purger as we talk about spring cleaning today so so Jenny you brought up the issue of time and I think time is the like kind of ultimate excuse for everything, for working out, for managing your career, for just about anything you don't want to do, cleaning out your garage. <laughs> um, so you can't create more hours in the day. And how do you get the discipline to create the time to do things that, let's be honest, um, maybe are not things you really want to be doing, but you really do want to get them done? I'm a big proponent of the Sunday night schedule. So I myself, and I also encourage clients to sit down, and I say Sunday night, maybe for you it's Sunday morning, but before you start your week, because when we get going in our weeks, if we're working, if we have kids, like things quickly start getting out of control. So if you look at your week ahead and see that you've got even a couple of little tiny slivers of open time that you could say, okay, for these two hours on Tuesday, I am going to clean out my home office. Or for these two hours, I am going to investigate who I need to meet at 
whatever company I want to go and work for. If you set up those blocks for yourself, when the week starts getting out of control because it's busy and you get tired, you know you've got these little things already scheduled. So it's easier to be disciplined when it's planned time that doesn't feel so overwhelming. I think that's key, planned time, because I think we say, okay, when I have Sunday looks pretty open, I'm going to clean out the garage or I'm going to clean out the fridge, but you don't actually put it on your schedule. So Sunday comes and, you know, before you know it, Sunday's gone and it never happened. So literally putting it on your calendar from 2 to 4 or 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. or whatever it is, I think that makes a huge difference. With specificity, not just job search or career planning. It's for those two hours, this is specifically what I'm going to do. So you don't sit down at your laptop and go, "Ah, what am I doing here? Bing, 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 bing. I'm surfing. You have a plan of action that you know exactly what you're going to do. So this is our challenge to you guys who are listening. Create a strategy and just start anywhere. And I think action creates momentum, which creates more action. So once you get something done and you're like, wow, that was great. Now I want to do the next thing. And now I want to do the next thing. So it doesn't really matter where you start. If you start with your strategy, your network, your LinkedIn profile, your social media, if you just decide I'm just going to clean off my desk today, like that's, that's going to be my thing. Um, You know, I'm going to stay for a few extra minutes and like clean up this mess and shred all these papers that I don't need. I think shredding, can I just tell you, is so therapeutic. Like sometimes (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just like find things to shred because I can sit there and I'm like, I can just shred. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. Is it just me? Does anyone else find shredding to be therapeutic? If it's just me, then. <laughs> I can't fight over who gets to shred. Okay, okay. I'm of just like. I pay, so that's part of the reason they <laughs> fight over it. <laughs> you don't even need to pay me, Jenny. I will come shred come for over. you. Are you kidding me? It's just like, oh, shred. Hey, are you listening and you like to shred? We want to know. 844-844-942-7866. Or maybe you have another type of action that is just like, oh, gives you a chance to take a break, you know, calm down, slow down. But yeah, shredding, getting rid of things. Um, just off your desk that you don't need. Danielle, you can't return gas. Shred them. Get rid of them. Um, so that's one of the things. And I think creating time is not possible in the the you know literal sense, but I think it is possible, Jenny, in the um, kind of figurative sense, because if you think about where your time goes, I mean, so much time is spent wasted doing things on social media, for example, or even just like one of the things I've kind of committed to do for my spring cleaning is when I get an email and like everybody now has 16 email accounts and you have you subscribe to all these things to get a coupon or because you thought it was interesting at the time. And then you're like, oh, I keep getting this like every day. I don't want this. So you keep deleting it, deleting it. Unsubscribe. Just hit the unsubscribe yeah. so you don't get it yeah. anymore. So I'm committing to do that this month. Everything that comes in that is something maybe I subscribed to you a while ago or was interested in before, but like no or longer have interest. subscribed you out of the, you know, kindness of their hearts. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is taboo. Let me just say that. Um, <laughs> do not subscribe people to your blog, your newsletter, your coupon site, oh. your, you know, informational site that, that do not physically sign up. That's so taboo. Agree. (laughs) So good point. But yeah, take a minute this month and just unsubscribe. Now you don't have to delete it. Now you don't have to feel stressed when you open your inbox in the morning and say, holy crap, I got 42 emails when in fact, maybe like half or more than half are just things you subscribe to that you know you're just going to delete. Right? Yes. 
Absolutely. Do you have any of those kind of quick tips, Jenny, that create time? Well, you're right on track with this, and I'm going to go back to the, the, the small incremental wins you know, will give you that momentum, which will create a snowball effect. So if you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm looking at this whole big blob in front of me of all the things I need to do to change or make my career better, that can feel really overwhelming and almost to the point where you're like, it's, it's too big of a blob. I'm not doing anything. So these little wins like clearing off your desk, cleaning out your inbox, um, making a couple of calls to set up some informational interviews, those little things in and of themselves are not big deal things. But what they can do is start moving you forward step by step, inch by inch toward something much more significant that you're hope, hoping or, or setting a goal to get to. Mm-hmm. So I, I think clearing your physical space, whether that's your inbox or your, your desk, that sets the stage mentally for you to have the clear space to start piecing together the other things you need to do. When and quick things, you know, you can do a 15-minute resume fluff up. You can update the bio on your Twitter that you keep looking at like, oh, my gosh, that's old. I need to deal with that. Those sorts of things take 5, 10, 15 minutes each. Jenny, I want to talk about resumes because I know that's your specialty. And, um, I mean, I know I'm guilty of this, too. Like, when you get a new job, years go by, and you never really update your resume until that point where you're like, Okay, now I'm ready to, to kind of start dipping my toe in the water, and you realize, wow, I haven't done anything for the last four or five years. And right. You look at it, and you like put it away. You're like, no, I, I can't. I don't even know where to start with this. I'll do it later. So what are some of those things that listeners can do if they've not looked at the resume, whether it's one year, two years, 10 years? What are some of those things that, that they need to know for the current market that have to be on the resume that are going to make it competitive? Well, number one is to always remember that your resume is a marketing document. It's not your autobiography. It's not your life history. It's a marketing document. And so even if you're not actively looking, what's going to happen tomorrow if the, the greatest job on earth, a recruiter finds you on LinkedIn and says, hey, we're interested, shoot us a resume? You're either going to panic or you're going to let the opportunity to go by because you're not ready. And so keeping in mind that this is a marketing document, I would encourage people to just think through, if I were contacted tomorrow for a job, what type of job would I like that to be? And how do I need to position myself on paper, whether uh, paper being resume, LinkedIn, so that I'm either attracting those kinds of opportunities or for darn sure I'm ready if they come along. So and that's a big tip. Yeah, and I think that's true, being ready and feeling ready, because I think that can make a difference in your whole day. I think one of the things I realize when I work with clients who update their resume, whether or not they're looking or they just say, hey, it's time to do this, is you get this boost of confidence like wow look at all the great things I've done and I've accomplished that you forget I mean it's really easy to forget once a year maybe you have a performance review and you think about it but I think either way just going through that process whether it's LinkedIn or your resume and you kind of say hey wow you know I've actually done a lot of things the other great benefit is you start to see where are those gaps that I want to fill in and maybe that's where I focus this year so maybe this year I really want to manage people I haven't done that or maybe this year I want to work on a global project so I can get to know colleagues in in other countries. And and that's a great way to kind of fill in those gaps. Hey, if you're listening, you've got a question on your job search, you got a question on your career, or maybe you just have a great spring cleaning 
tip that you want to share with everybody, you can give us a call at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Job Jenny talking all about spring cleaning. And if you want more great advice, you can subscribe to my blog, dawnoncareers.com. And we were talking about unsubscribing. Don't do that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> do the opposite. Don't pick that blog to unsubscribe to. No, you can also follow us on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham, where we're doing a poll. Are you a hoarder? Or are you a purger when it comes to spring cleaning? So a couple of things on the resume, Jenny. Like a couple of things if you've not done your resume in a while that I think people need to know um, that just remove these things if they're on there. One, you don't need uh, references available upon request. You don't need months and years. Years alone are fine. You don't need every single thing you've done. As a matter of fact, I would say don't go back more than about 15, maybe 20 years. Um, You don't need dates on your education. I mean, let's be reasonable. Don't give your age away. You don't need to do that on a resume. Like you said, Jenny, it's a marketing document. Nowadays, you don't even need your your home address. I mean, no one's going to be mailing you anything. Um, And a lot of people are getting mobile jobs or remote jobs or they're willing to relocate. So I would say phone number, one phone number. You don't need 16 phone numbers. It's my home, my cell, my fax, my... Actually, don't don't ever ever put a fax number (laughs) on there. Um, You know, you're a good email address. And I would say your customized LinkedIn URL and, and that's it. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to make your resume modern in about 15 minutes time, just kind of cleaning up that stuff. Obviously, one or two pages is standard unless you're in academia or another field that that requires a longer CV type. But I mean, take a look right now and you can go through and do all of those things I just mentioned in about like five minutes. So are there other things, Jenny, that you would say, okay, here's here's what I see on resumes, but this is obsolete, Like, like get rid of that. I'm not a big fan of the objective because, generally speaking, they really just announce I'm looking for a job and I'm looking for this type of job. So I would get rid of an objective in favor of a summary that introduces you and your value proposition specific to the types of jobs you would like to pursue. Mm -hmm. So figure out what your target audience is going to care about or require of you and introduce yourself in that summary in a way that announces very immediately that you are that and you know how to do those things. Totally Um, agree with that. Um, If you have an objective, take it off. And here's the other thing I'd say about that, Jenny, is that if an objective is about you and what you want. And I hate mm-hmm. to say it, but a company does not care. care at this point. They care about what they want. They have a job opening. They want somebody to fill it. So an objective actually does the opposite. Of course, they know you're looking for a great position. I mean, that's the in whole point of the growing <laughs> company yeah. with a you know supportive work environment. Or yeah, I mean, I've never seen one that says I'm actually looking for a dead end job in a company that treats me poorly and right. really has <laughs> has no opportunity for a promotion or growth. I mean, that maybe that actually be, would be a strategy. What do you think? Because I maybe I, all right. Let's see. I've not seen <laughs> that before. Said to meet whoever's behind <laughs> the <that>. original. <laughs> it's it's the George Costanza of uh, of resumes. <laughs> exactly. Do the opposite. Um, the other thing that I notice on resumes, Jenny, and I'm sure you do too, is that some people still stick with the job description type bullets, and this is this is not what they care about. They don't care about your job description. They care about what your contributions were exactly. to the company. And some people out there may be thinking, well, I'm not in sales or I'm not in a position where 
that's measured. But I'm going to challenge you because I believe that every single position out there in a company where you get a paycheck contributes to the bottom line. Otherwise, you wouldn't get a paycheck. So exactly. um, so think about how what you do. Maybe you support a team of executives and you, you schedule their travel. Well, guess what? If you weren't doing that, those executives wouldn't get to their meetings or they would they would miss client opportunities and the bottom line would suffer. So I'm going to really um, ask listeners to stretch outside their comfort zone and say, how does what I do contribute to the bottom line, regardless of your position in the organization? Because I can guarantee whatever you do, if you didn't do it, and that's one good way to look at it, what if you didn't show up tomorrow and nobody did your job? What would fall apart as a result? And I guarantee you, those are the areas where you're going to start to see your accomplishments. So, hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We are here with Job Jenny, and we are taking your calls all hour at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. Or you can follow my blog, dawnoncareers.com. But right now, we are going to go to the pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Okay. Here we go. So, research has shown that attractive individuals earn roughly 20% more. However, this gap dramatically diminished when sociologists factored in this, which turned out to be what really had the impact on salary. So, research has shown that attractive individuals earn 20% more. However... That dramatically diminished when sociologists factored in this, which turned out to be what really had the impact on that increased salary. You think you know? You can give us a call at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk here on Sirius XM Channel 111. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and we are here with Job Jenny, a.k.a. Jenny Foss, who is an expert resume writer, has been published in Forbes, USA Today, U.S. News and World Report, among many, many other accolades. And we are asking listeners about their spring cleaning habits. Are you a hoarder or a purger? And according to our Twitter poll at Dr. Dawn Graham, we are at 80% purgers. Michelle, there's a lot of there's a peeps out there for you and 20% hoarders. So, hey, if you want to vote, the poll is still open at Dr. Don Graham. So, Jenny, before the break, we went to our pre-break quiz, which is always the most fun. Um, research has shown that attractive individuals earn roughly 20% more. However, that gap is dramatically diminished when sociologists factored in this. Um, Michelle and Danielle, I know this was like a, one that stumped you guys, so I'm going to ask you together. What are you guys thinking? Oh, well, I don't... Confidence? I don't know what Michelle's thinking. I was thinking gender. Gender. Oh, that's fair. No. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a little bit of a tough one, but I the reason I picked this question is because I think the answer is super encouraging um but we're gonna go to cheryl in north carolina so cheryl research has shown that attractive individuals earn roughly 20 percent more but that diminished when sociologists factored in this which really was what had the impact on salary what do you think it is cheryl i'm gonna say when you're really really ugly (laughs) that much harder to get the job wait so Okay, so you earn more because when you're really ugly, you work harder, and they notice that, and you earn more money. Yeah, because you have to work harder in life because, you know, you don't have all the benefits of all the looks and so forth. All right. I like your logic. That was not the answer. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be honest, Cheryl, I... I um, <laughs> they they did talk about the factors they went into to kind of uh, determine this, and they're kind of weird stuff that, like, you know, your face is completely, um, like, even on both sides and, like, all kinds of weird stuff that I'm like, I, I don't even know if it's visible to the human eye, but... <laughs> I don't know how they would categorize your ugly, but thank you for calling the show. And hey, um, if you want to give us a call, we're here at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Robert in New York, what do you think it is? I think it's education. Ooh, education. So I would say that that probably is a positive factor, but in this case, it is it is not the answer. Um, but but yeah, but I, what, what drove you to say education, Robert? Well, because no matter how good-looking you are, if you're stupid, you're not going to be able to You heard it here first. You can be really good-looking, but... If you're stupid, it's not going to matter. So I'm going to I'm going to challenge you on that because I think I think education and stupidity are two different things. Um, <laughs> you can be highly some educated. Are smart, and some people are educated. Yeah, you can be highly highly educated and still stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> so we're going to tease all of those things out. But um, I love that answer, and I, I I really love the fact that you just said, "Hey, you could be good looking, but if you're stupid, you're not going to get ahead." <laughs> 
you're done for. <laughs> Don't be stupid. That's the, the motto of the show. Robert, thank you for listening and giving us a call on Career Talk. 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. All right, job, Jenny. It's down to you. What do you I think? I knew my turn was coming. I, I, I saved the best for last, Jenny. So I have two guesses. The first one that came to mind, well, confidence came to mind, but that's already been ruled out. What about extroversion? Ooh, at being an extrovert. So because I, our society truly does reward extroversion. It is true. It is true. And I, I would definitely say that people um, in the U.S. culture, let's just yeah, clarify yeah, that. Western culture. Western yeah. culture definitely, definitely um, value extroversion. And, and I think there are probably studies that do say that, that you get ahead. I don't know if there's anything that talks specifically about salary, but that that is not it. But we're getting so many. one was age as as we get older is is that gap narrowing because they just expect us to not be as attractive <laughs> and not as stupid as <laughs> i can say this because i'm heading there myself <laughs> i'm just i'm i'm loving all the quiz answers we're actually getting we're getting so many callers um i will give you all a hint and i'm going to go back to the phones in a second it is something that we all have control over no matter what our age um and it is something that uh, people can notice about us. So, so uh, Miguel in California, what's your answer? So, um, I was going to say experience, but now that you gave us a hint, I'm going to say um, people skills. People skills. No, it's something that. Okay, I'm going to give you another hint, Miguel. It's something that you could see from like across the room. So. Mm. Does that yeah? Does that help or, or hurt your <laughs> your thought process? Um, charisma. Ooh, charisma. No, that is not the answer for today. But um, <laughs> teeth. What? What was Good it? Teeth. Good teeth. Um, no, but but I mean, all of these things are helpful. Not being stupid, having good teeth, having charisma, being educated. I think I think all of these things count. <laughs> so, Miguel, thank you for giving us a call on Career Talk. Okay, Mike, come on, bring it home. Research has shown that this is really what had the impact on salary. It's something you can see from across the room. It's something that you can notice right away. It's not good teeth. What do you think it is, Mike? I'm going to say weight. Ooh, wait. I'm surprised somebody didn't say that that earlier. That is not the answer, but that was actually mm. the answer I was expecting um, to get. That is not the answer in this one, but it's related to attractiveness. Um, so you're getting closer, but but that's not quite it. Um, Fawn in Virginia, what's your answer? I think I might have the answer. Um how about uh, wearing a wedding ring? Oh, you listened to the show last week. You listened to the show last week because last week we determined in our pre-break quiz that wearing a wedding ring actually increases your chances of getting a job for men, but decreases them for getting for getting the job for women because the assumption was that for men you're more mature if you're if you're married for again and i'm going to say this was an assumption um and the assumption is that if you're a woman and you're married you have more outside social commitment so um that was last week's quiz answer i think you should get like half a point for that (laughs) so okay um i know we're getting a lot of calls for this so we're just going to go ahead and and answer this um all right research has shown that attractive individuals earn roughly 20 percent more However, this gap dramatically diminished when sociologists factored in this. 
And the answer is grooming. Grooming. So research shows that when teased out, well, yeah, I I knew the answer though, but thank you, Danielle. Um, Research shows that when teased out, grooming had more of an impact than attractiveness when it came to earnings. So a well-groomed woman... Um, makes about 4000 more than what they consider her better-looking but less-put-together co-worker. The effect is similar for men, although get, they only get a small boost from good grooming. So the big takeaway from the sociologist here is that it's not about what you're born with, but it's what about what you do with what you're born with. So here's the reason I thought this was an interesting one, Jenny, for spring cleaning, because yep, I think... this is tying right in. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought this is great because... You can actually earn more money if you put a little bit of effort into um, your grooming. And this could be, you know, maybe your spring cleaning is about getting a haircut. Maybe it's about, um, hey, maybe you have clothes that are shaggy and they're not meant to be shaggy. Maybe you need, you've lost or gained weight and you need to kind of, you know, get things that are a little bit more tailored. And what we learned in a previous pre-break quiz was that funky socks help you get ahead in your career. So, Hey, at a minimum, get out there, buy some $10 pairs of funky socks, and who knows, you might even get a promotion out of that. Erica and Georgia, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? Hi. I was wondering if Jenny could talk a little bit more about creating career strategy and what that looks like on a daily, monthly, yearly basis. Yeah, the great question, Erica, because I think you hit it on the head. I mean, Jenny, you're talking about modifying that strategy. I think a lot of us just need to build that strategy. Build. So, Sure, <laughs> yes. Well, so for instance, say you want to make a, a career transition, a job change. The first place to start is define where you want to be and when. So six months from now, I I don't want to be Job Jenny anymore. I want to be an accountant. That's not true. (laughs) Nobody wants me to be an accountant. But if I have that goal, what are the steps that I need to take to get from today to that first day on the job where I am a qualified um, and employed accountant? So when you're building your strategy, you first look at everything that needs to happen, the the credentials I need to have, the people I need to get on board, the thought leaders I maybe need to introduce myself to, etc. And then you can build a master plan, which is maybe month by month, what do I need to do? And then each week, again, if you do like the Sunday sit down with yourself, what do I need to do each week in terms of breaking it down into smaller um, survivable bites to keep myself moving forward toward that? So, um, so Erica, do you have a specific kind of goal you're looking to reach in 2017? So I, I've made a switch in my career that I'm, I'm still kind of in sales and marketing, but I've gotten involved in data science, which is a thrilling place to be. I absolutely love it. But there's so much to learn because, honestly, my my background is not in anything closely related to that. I have a master's in religious studies. I have a bachelor's in English literature. You know, so data science is really left field. But I've been there. I've been involved with it. I'm fascinated by it, and I find out that it's, it's a passion of mine. So I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate data science and learning more about it and just IT in general into what I already know and what I've already done. So kind of an abstract answer to what what you're asking, but that's where I am right now in my career. So do you work in a company where they have data scientists and they have that, that role? Yes, 
Yes, I work very closely, actually, with the managing partner, and we've known each other for a while. So, And I'm introducing myself to thought leaders and getting on to podcasts and things, and it's really exciting stuff. But I really want to have a solid strategy for how exactly I want to move forward. So everything you're doing is awesome. Where do you see yourself a year from now, Erica? Mm, uh, making a huge sale to Disney World and vacationing over there. <laughs> 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 Um, I guess I was expecting you to say working in the data science department. (laughs) But, you know, that's cool, too. That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Um, I don't know how much, since I'm so new to it, I don't know how much data science I actually want to do. I'm kind of learning all of that. But it's also something I found a passion with just trying to bring that to people who thought, like me, that they really didn't have a place in IT or, you know, like women struggle with being in in technology fields. And and I kind of want to be someone who brings, who makes that information more accessible to people who have a background in liberal arts or, you know, they're, they struggle with math, so they think that they'll never be good at anything like that. But it's just, you know, well, it's just a, a high school math class or something. You know, think again, there are ways to get involved in something like data science. So, so Erica, are you on, uh, I'm assuming you're on LinkedIn. Do you, um, do you blog or post articles or anything like that? I'm starting to do that too, actually. I'm writing an article right now on Hadoop and its relevance in, in the data workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's a perfect platform to do what you want to do, get that message out there, help people kind of transition or at least learn about what their opportunities are. And here's my thought about that. Cause one, you strike me as someone who takes action. I mean, you're, you're already doing a lot of great things um, and you're like, okay, I want to do even more and I want to make sure what I, the energy I'm putting into this is, is in the direction that I want. So part of that is, is that you're not yet sure what you want. You know, a couple of things, you know, you want to help people who are interested in this field to learn more about it. But I think clarity comes through action. So I think every single thing you're doing, which is a lot, is going to take you one step closer to where you go. Some of those things you might say, yeah, that that wasn't really for me. I tried it, didn't like it. But that's equally as important as those things that you're like, yes, this is it. This is where my passion is. So I think you're doing all the right things. I think, um, you know, maybe your strategy is something is like do something new every quarter, you know, get involved in a different project or make sure I write one blog every week or if that's too much two blogs a month I mean give yourself those goals around what you're already doing and I think new opportunities around your strategy will emerge because you are a take action person and I'm telling you those opportunities come to the take action people even if you're not 100% sure if um, you're on a direct path so Erica Good luck to you. We look forward to hearing um, about how next year goes for you. And if you're listening, you want to give us a call at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. We are here with Job Jenny answering all your spring cleaning questions. So, Jenny, one of the things I think is a good place to start if you're thinking, I have no idea what my strategy is, is to just do something like we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Um but one of the things that people talk about a lot is brand and brand. Do I need a brand? Do you have, well, first off, I'm going to tell you, you have a brand, whether you know or not. You yes, have you one, <laughs> whether you're working on it consciously or yeah, not. You're either curating it yourself or they're, the outside world is deciding it for you. Exactly. So I always say, ask yourself, what do I want to be known for? And 
and then ask people in your circle, whether they're friends or colleagues or relatives, um, you know, take a take a cast a broad net and just say, hey, what am I known for professionally? What do you when you think of me? What do you know about me? You know, so for so for you, Jenny, I'm sure you want to be known as a career expert, career resume writer. I mean, all of these things. And, um, right. you know, but for some people, it might be that they're expert in their job or that they're a thought leader. So what do you want to be known for? And then ask your people, ask your tribe, are, you know, what am I known for? And if you're getting back answers that are not aligned with where you want to go, this is a huge place to start. This is a huge place to say, okay, I want to be known as the expert in, let's say, data science, or I want to be known as the person who comes up with the creative ideas. But people are coming back to me and saying the most prevalent thing about you is that you show up late for every meeting and it's like whoa <laughs> I need to revisit the brand yeah yeah and it's like maybe like you think well yeah but but when I get there I contribute these great ideas and like, no one's seeing that but here's the deal perception is reality so if people are only noticing that hey you get to the meetings late and they're not seeing your ideas here's a great opportunity to build a strategy around crafting that brand exactly so exactly right. Yeah. So so here's your here's your uh, your assignment. Go email ten people you know and say what am I known for professionally, and then determine is this what you really want to be known for. If you're really brave, say what is one thing I could do better because this is your area of development. And and you know so if you get the you know well you're really creative in meetings, but you're always the last one there. We always have to recap for you when you walk in the door. You know. There's an opportunity. All right. What my strategy is going to be is to get to every meeting five minutes early. Um, we're going to go to Ryan in Maryland. Ryan, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? So my first piece of advice recently was to ask more questions. So I'm asking directly on here. Perfect. Um, ask more questions. Basically. Ask them on Career Talk. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. So I have uh, a lot of, lot going on as it is, but I'm, my character doesn't really allow me to get too involved in one thing fully so i'd really like to explore different routes at the same time but i'm trying to figure out how to juggle running a company and if i can go in a separate route or if i have to stay along the same lines okay what i'm currently doing so what do you do ryan uh general contracting so we have a good amount of employees full-time okay and what and, and is it that you want to do something different or you just want to it's that, it's that i know that in the, the long term i'm i'm more of a owner um leader than i am micromanaging so i'm building this structure here to kind of run itself mm-hmm. but in i don't know if i should wait until it is completely self-reliant to start something else got it okay so so ryan is a general contractor he's looking to move in um Potentially a new direction, but should he wait? Should he start now? Should he dip his toe in the water? Jenny, what do you think? Well, I, I'm a I'm a believer in in multiple revenue streams or in multiple opportunities if you are able to sustain that and give both or all of them the attention that they need to stand a chance to be successful. So if running after three, four things at once is the way you operate and and you do it well and it's exciting and fun and and doable for you in your life, absolutely. But if you're finding yourself just absolutely exhausted and overwhelmed and you're, you're diluting your impact across every one of those channels, 
then it might not be the best strategy for you. Yeah, and so. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, you kind of have to take into account where you are. But somehow, I don't know, Jenny, the word wait always makes me anxious. I'm like, why wait? Why wait? Go for it. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. But you like, can wait forever. Yeah. There's always a reason why it's not the ideal time. There really, really is. My kids aren't old enough. I want to wait until my husband gets this better job, whatever. But... Um, but but there yeah, was a different eyes wide open go into to what you're taking on. That's yeah, what I would say. I agree. And Ryan, there's a difference between like waiting and going in full force. And I think, you know, for you, if you're pretty confident this is the direction you want to go in, there's nothing to say that you can't take small steps in that direction by by starting to make contacts or build out your brand or starting to get involved in, you know, different things that will introduce you to the right audiences. So when you're ready to kind of put the pedal to the metal, you've really built the infrastructure for doing that already and it's kind of like people who say oh should I quit my job and be an entrepreneur it's like well you're not just going to one day quit and then be an entrepreneur you're you're going to do these small steps so when you're ready to make the leap you've already built the foundation and the structure for what you're doing so I would say you know assuming there's no crazy circumstances start building out that plan start getting to know the people you need to get to know start getting involved in the groups you need to get involved with if you need certain certifications or skills there's nothing to say you can't start working on those now and I really like what you said at the beginning Ryan which is <laughs> your your strategy right now is asking questions because that can never be a bad thing to ask questions and instead of asking what should I do when you talk to people um, I, I would think about questions that I mean no one's going to be able to tell you what to do so I think about questions that give you, um, you know, more of a broad perspective on on the market. Where's the market going? Or, you know, what have you seen in this so that you could take that data and apply it to your situation? Because you are the only one who has that right answer. But hey, you know, life's too short to wait, go for it, take baby steps. And when the moment is right, I have no doubt that um, you'll see it. So Ryan, awesome idea about asking questions. Thank you for giving us a call on Career Talk. We are here all hour if it's Thursday noon, 844 Wharton. That's 844-942. And we also are doing our Twitter poll at Dr. Don Graham. Are you a hoarder or a purger? Right now the poll is at 50-50, but we have a few more minutes left to vote. So if it's Thursday and we're live, go to Twitter at Dr. Don Graham and vote purger or hoarder. And Jenny and I have already said we're both purgers. Um, <laughs> so we are the biggest purgers. Yeah, I'm I'm like I just look for things to purge. Like I'm looking around the studio right now and saying, "What can I throw? How many pairs of headphones do we really need, Michelle? Can we get rid of these?" Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I drive my family crazy too with it because they all want they all want to have their boxes and boxes. Oh, this stuffed animal, I might want it in 3 years. It'll be special. No, it won't. It'll sit in that box for 3 years. Yeah, and it'll you be germy. It? It. It'll be really germy. Germs multiply. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a germaphobe, so, you know, that's one of my, my ultimate reasons for purging. I'm like, I just don't even want to touch that because <laughs> God knows what's on it. So, okay, Jenny, I know um, we have a few more minutes, so I thought maybe in the, the last few minutes we can just kind of do speed round of, you know, what are some of those great spring cleaning tips, whether it relates to social media or LinkedIn or networking or just, you know, your computer, your desk, or just in general. So one of mine that I'm going to throw out is to get rid of apps on your phone that you're no longer using. I can't even tell you how much time I waste looking for an app on my phone that I know is there, 
but I like because I've added all these ones that you know everybody tells me, oh, you got to have this that I've oh, never that's used. A good one, yeah, that's a really good one. Ugh, get rid of them if you're not using it. Get rid of it. What what is one of yours? I'm gonna say, look across your social media platforms that you use professionally and see if there's alignment in how you're presenting yourself. So if you are trying, like the gal that just called in, to build thought leadership and you're using social media to do so, are you making it easy for people or are you making it harder for people because there's a disjointed message across the social platforms that you're using? Yeah, clean it up too. I mean, are there you know, sometimes you get tagged, you don't even know you're tagged and you know Google yourself. People are out there all the time putting new stuff on the internet and heck, you don't know who has your name and is putting out there something that does not align to your brand or worse. So, definitely Google yourself. So, I like the social media one. Um, let's get a little bit more specific with that, Jenny. Let's talk about LinkedIn. So LinkedIn okay. has recently changed and um, really quick tips. I mean, what are some of those things that people should make sure for 2017 spring cleaning um, they have on their LinkedIn? Um, redo your summary. So Or do a summary. <laughs> do a th- Oh, gosh. Yeah. If you don't have a summary, do a summary. If you, if you have one, go and look at it and see. Does it reflect me in the way that I want to be known for professionally. If it doesn't, loof it up, rewrite it. In a conversational format, it is totally okay to use first person and and a narrative format on your summary section. Mm -hmm. This is a tool designed to facilitate conversation. It's a okay to be conversational in on LinkedIn. Yep, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say on LinkedIn to think about who you've met in the last year. So look at your email, think about the look at your calendar, look at those different things um, you've attended, and if you're not linked in with those individuals, uh, maybe someone you met at a conference, maybe you went to a reunion, maybe you um, became really good friends with all the people in your neighborhood. Link in with them because people are think, why would I link? in with my neighbor why would i link in with my hairdresser and it's because second level contacts you never know second level company you would die to work for yes so yeah second level contacts you want those people on your linkedin so um one last tip before we we start to wrap up jenny that you want to share with listeners i would are we talking about specific to linkedin or overall overall spring cleaning I would really just say visit the stuff that you're using to market yourself, your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn, and just take a peek at it. Is there stuff about it that you don't like or is old or is not reflective of the direction that you're going in? That would be a good place to start on your on your spring cleanup is one at a time, just fluff them up and align them to where you're at now and where you'd like to head next. You really like that term, fluff it up, flip it up. Like that's like going to be in my mind all day, Jenny. Floof it up, fluff it up. (laughs) (laughs) Floof is the French version of fluff. I don't know. Um, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today on Career Talk. It's always fun to have you on the show. Where can listeners reach you, Jenny? They can reach me right over at jobjenny.com. On Twitter, it's at jobjenny. So speaking of Twitter, just to wrap up, our Twitter poll at Dr. Don Graham is closing as well. Perger or hoarder, we are stuck at 50-50. So 
Great job out there. Thank you all who voted on that. You've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 111. I am your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we have been here with Michelle and Danielle, who run the ship and make everything go so smoothly. If you want more great career advice, you can follow my blog, dawnoncareers.com. Jenny, all of our listeners, Michelle and Danielle, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. What's coming up today on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. Sirius XM's POTUS. Politics of the United States for the people of the United States. I'm Julie Mason. Hi, I'm Michael Smirkanish. I'm Tim Farr. And every day we track all the news and events from Washington, D.C. and around the world. I love politics. We have discussions. And the best analysts in Washington. Just talking about politics.